special edition of Tarbolon Talks. This is a Sounding of the Horn episode where we talk about the New York Comic Con panel that occurred on October 7th. I'm Diana. And I'm Doll. And I'm Dad. And we are going to talk about all things with the panel. We are going to uh, break down the, the sneak peek that we got. Um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about release date timing and why we don't have that yet. Alrighty, so should we just jump on in? I think we should. Head first. I should say that Dahl, Thad, and I were not in the audience, um, so unfortunately we have not seen the Elaine and Matt clips that they dropped at the panel. Maybe we'll do another Sounding of the Horde episode whenever those come out. Uh, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll talk about them on a future episode. Not sure. Uh, I think we should start at the top with Rosamund Pike's absolutely incredible and unhinged intro, but... Rosamund Pike released a video because she was not at the panel of her speaking to herself as Moiraine. And my headcanon is that it was not just Rosamund Pike, is that it was Rosamund Pike playing Amy Dunn from Gone Girl. That's that's what I thought too, actually. She was definitely playing a character. I've not seen Gone Girl, so I can't say for sure, but it was definitely not Rosamund Pike. I'm just going to plug here that you should watch Gone Girl because it's an amazing movie. Uh, but she, yes, she was... In Gone Girl, her character Amy Dunn is quite unhinged. Okay. Um, and that's putting it lightly. Yes, <laughs> and is very good at like picking at people. Okay. Um, and it felt like that's exactly what she was doing with herself as Moiraine. Um, and I, it had me like in tears. I was laughing so hard, especially when she was like, "You had them on their knees," and I was like. Rosamund Pike knows exactly how crazy we all were about that line. Um, so it's amazing. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch the clip. It is worth every second. Um, she's also singing. Is she singing the... Um, it's the Manatheran song that they did in the, was it the second episode. Yeah, I think so. And if, if you don't know where to look for it, it's on her official Instagram. So Yeah. Yeah. We also got to meet a couple of new cast at the panel um do you guys want to talk about donald and sierra yeah unfortunately we didn't get to see the actual videos they showed at the panel because of copyright issues but um I, they did show us a screenshot of donald as matt and it's gonna be hard not to compare him to barney but they do look uh kind of similar apparently he was in a prison of some sort my guess is that he this is matt getting picked up by the red sisters and they've put him in a cell in Tarvel in the White Tower, um, while they're healing him? Question mark. And this is him talking to Leandrin, um, which I did not realize those characters were going to interact. So yeah, that was, about that. that was definitely a bit wild for me. Yeah, I can't remember if Matt and Leandrin ever interact in the books. As far as I can think, and I've I've been doing a very recent reread, I can't even remember them ever coming across each other because, you know, by by the fourth book, they've all, um, well, I guess we should say also that there's going to be plenty of spoilers in here. So yes, but we will try not to spoil things past book three. Yeah, so we'll, I'll I'll leave that hanging, mm -hmm. but up to book three, yeah, they don't interact. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, um, a very interesting way to sort of like, I guess they have Leandrin sort of being the face of the Red Aja, which is fine. I mean, Kate Felding is amazing, so. And this is back to the whole where they feel, it feels like they're giving Leandrin a lot of, a lot of ideas 
roles, at least in the early part, so if we don't get Eladia, we might be getting more Leandrin for that, but I, I certainly hope they bring Eladia in. I hope so too. As we've talked about, <laughs> can't wait for her. Yeah, I can't see them not at really at this point. Mm-hmm. Where they're where they're covering up to because they did say in the panel right that they are covering book two and three basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rafe said that they would actually be at the end of book three at the end of this. So movie. we, uh, as I think one of you predicted, we will get to see the sacking of Pierre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Sierra, Sierra, Sierra. I think it, I think I might be pronouncing it correctly. It might be Kiera. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, they both have Irish names, and we are all Americans, so... Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I have no idea what they showed for Elaine, because they didn't talk about it as much. Yeah, it was also her in a room. I'm assuming it was her and Egwene in their novice room, potentially talking, the two of them, and maybe Nynaeve. And my guess is that it's Elaine being princessy, and... uh going kind of putting her in her place or maybe Nynaeve putting her in her place oh see Nynaeve oh absolutely yeah and so that's exciting uh, I can't wait like to see the Wonder Girls in action the Wonder Girls I'm so excited but yeah the picture they showed us is Elaine in white so I'm assuming that's her novice robe so maybe we're skipping Camelin entirely yeah I have a feeling we'll probably skip Camelin entirely my my theory for a while is that um we were going to be introduced to Elaine in the White Tower. That Egwene and Nynaeve were going to come to the White Tower and they were going to be like, Egwene, here's your roommate. She's a princess. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it does feel that way. It works better. It's, I mean, it yeah. works better because, you know, the whole scene with Rand and Camelot in book one, it, it, can, it can kind of be cut. We've already covered most of that stuff anyways. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, we've already gotten most of the stuff that happened in Camelot. We met Basil Gill and Loyal, and like other than meeting Elaine and the meet cute. What the meet cute? Oh, the meet cute. Yes. Oh, literally the only meet cute in the entire series. I feel like they can do a meet cute in Falma, for, despite the fact that Falma looks like it's going to be a disaster. Um, disaster, good. I should I should say disaster. Sean Chan caused not disaster in terms of production. Yeah. Right. But they could still do a meet cute there. Yeah, I guess you can't really do the meet cute because Rand's running off to the ways. Or not the ways. Probably to Tyr, I would think. It's going to meet the Aiel. So the Aiel are, they cross the the um, spine of the world. The dragon wall. Yeah. And two. And he meets the Aiel. And... We definitely see some deserts. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's outside of Falma since they figured they filmed Falma in Morocco. Yeah, that's possible. So do we want to get into the teaser trailer now? I do have one more thing. Uh, thought, which I should have mentioned when we talked about Rosamond's intro, is she talks about being uh, Moiraine being in Kerhian, which uh, and her going back there. So we're gonna see some Game of Houses stuff, I would think. Mm. Um, which is very interesting. Yes, Destemar, um, which will be fun. I I had thought that she was gonna go off into like the, the wilderness to go find, hopefully, Varen. Um, but it sounds like she's going to go back to, to Carrion and to her roots a little bit, which will be very, very interesting and fun. Um, and I'm excited for that as well. 
Did we see Carrion in the first three books? Yes. Rand goes there in two. Uh, Lanfair brings him there, and that's when he burns the letters and is like, I refuse to play. And Lanfair's like, you're playing regardless, kid. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, <laughs> I don't think they go into the city proper, but he's definitely in the filter, like, outer wall peasant, like, sector that's, like, outside of the main city. And that, you know, I, I don't think they, I don't think he gets much further than that before he picks. Um, I might be mixing it up with a future event. He... I think he gets to like, a certain, like I think he gets to very like the edge of the city yeah. proper because I think he's staying at an inn and that's where they give him all the letters. Because if I remember right, it's when he's when they're passing the children cow for the first time. Yes, yeah, and Lanfear tries to tempt him into using it. I only remember that because it is still part of them hunting for the horn, and they end up they go to the spine. And they meet a couple of Aeon. It's the first time you see Aeon in the books. Yeah, besides too. the dead one that's hanging. Besides the dead one that they see in, I think they see in the first book. And they just sort of like come out of the ground and they're like, uh, do you know where the horn is? And they're like, nope, bye. <laughs> and then they just sort of like keep going. Yeah, it was, it was, I think, one dude who like pops up to the party and he goes, hey, I'm looking for the car Karn, basically. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, that's cool. We don't know what that is. <laughs> I am surprised that we're getting Aiel and Falma. Yeah, considering it's on the other side of the continent. Unless we're getting Aiel and Tyr, and that's what we saw Aeolus doing. That would make more sense. That's got to be what it is. That's why I said it looks like we're seeing the sacking of Tyr, because we see the Aiel. I thought the Aiel were fighting the Chan Chan, but now that I'm thinking about it, they were fighting the White Cloaks in the little, little, like, snippet that we saw. So that actually makes a ton of sense. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, plenty of High Lords of Tear are in that mix, too. Let's dive into this sneak peek. I'm so thrilled. I have it up. There was so much in that and so little at the same time. Yeah. Like some, someone described us as getting crumbs. I took screenshots of multiple fighting scenes and trying to determine... Are these Shan Chan or are these something else? Well, we know if they're Shan Chan or not because they've got really ugly helmets. Yeah. They do look very disturbing. The aesthetics for the Shan Chan, at least that we saw in the sneak peek, are spot on. Absolutely incredible. So very different than anything else we've seen in the show before. Um, I love every part of it. Um, the costume team really went to town with the Sean Chan, like A plus to them. It looks they look amazing. So like this first screenshot. Oh, 34 seconds. You see that these are definitely Sean Chan. Oh. Yeah, that looks like Sean Chan. So what we're looking at, yeah, oh thirty-four. We're looking at Sean Chan. It looks like Uno. Looks like they have Uno on his knees. Yep, Uno on his knees. And is that a domine in the corner? Yeah. Yeah, and Perrin is in the background. Yes, he is. Yeah, there he is. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I missed that too. Because this is right after they've shown Perrin looking up. So this is what he... And Loyal is there in the background as well. It looks like it's in some village. So they must encounter Sean Chan on the road while they're hunting for the horn and for Pot and Fane and get kidnapped, presuming that they fight the Sean Chan at some point, given what we saw later in the sneak peek. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be in so it could be they mainly stuck around uh, Alma and um, you know Tanshiko and Bandari Bang. That is looking at his map. That's why I have it hanging on the wall. That's smart. Love it. I definitely don't think it'll be any one of the big cities. Definitely not Alma. That looks way too countryside for Alma. 
And we know that the Shan Chan got pretty decently far into the olive plain before I guess they were treated. I don't know if they made it to the um, to the mountain. Where is Palma? The coastal city, and I think it's a, it's actually fairly north. No, it's about halfway through. It's south of Bandar, Iban, north of Panchico. I really shouldn't quote the map when I have no map in front of me. Yeah, probably one of the one of the small towns in between that. Kind of got its own little finger off of the main continent. Oh, I see it now. That's a long way to travel. Well, if you use a portal stone, because that's what uh, that's what uh, Varen and, and, and party did to, to get to Falma initially, because it was like, it's going to be three months of travel, and then they decided to use the portal stone, and then three months of travel still happened because of flicker, 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 flicker. Yeah, because that's flicker, 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 flicker. I think Rafe said we might get flicker, flicker. Visually, that would be impressive, because it would be very similar to the scene at the end of the first season where Baldron Ishamayo. Ishamayo. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's the dark one. Well, they they have now said in the teaser trailer his lieutenant is free. I thought it was very interesting that we're clearly that we're dropping Ishamael as the dark one really early. I thought that is a smart choice. Book purists will probably argue with it, but I I think that it is an incredibly smart choice if they are going to accelerate introducing the Forsaken, which it seems like that's what they're doing. Um. I've seen a lot of people online theorizing that that table, that round table shot that we see is not a Forsaken meetup. It's the Dark Friend Social. Yeah, because there's only 12 people, including him. Yeah. I mean, still inclined to say it's a Forsaken meetup. Could be the social, and they could just be tricking us by having the line over that be he may be waking the Forsaken, especially because there's only 12. I was trying to think of if I was a showrunner and I was going to drop one Forsaken, who would I drop? And I, I decided on the old man whose name I can't remember. Aganor. Aganor, yeah. Was it Aganor or Bilal? It's either one of the two because is it, the first, is, is it the really decrepit man who was at the edge of the field, so he, his body aged, but he, you know, he didn't die? That's Aganor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Well, I mean, he, I get, he has an important role for later in the series, but I guess that can easily be replaced by anybody else, considering if you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Read and find out if you don't. Yeah. This is definitely Ishamael here, but we don't see who all the cloaked figures are. And there's different costumes, so I've I've seen people theorize that this could be, like, the Dark Friends social where we see that, like, a white cloak is part of the Dark Friends, and, um... I'm, I'm leaning to believe that it is exactly that, because as we, you know, as, you know, we know in the, the show, even in the first few books, the Forsaken don't like to play with each other at all. There is one person here who has cufflinks. Uh, which I think is could maybe point to it being a Forsaken, or this also could be a flashback. This could be a red herring flashback to the Age of Legends or to the War of Power. I don't think they would have torches. True. Yeah, they would probably have glow lights. Yeah, glow lights, which would be really cool looking. Mm-hmm. And they've definitely leaned into the Age of Legends is the future with flying cars. So, so yeah, I think you're you're probably right. It's probably not the Age of Legends, unless they were like, you know what? It's War of Power now. We've lost all of our technology, but we're and we're still going to meet in the dark. Should we talk about the bloody hand? Yes. Speaking of Forsaken, is this Lanfear? I hope so. Let her make a dramatic entrance. Going back to the portal flashes, this could be. Isn't that where we meet her within the portal stones? Yeah, because she's she's in one of the other. Uh, alternate realities and you know looking at that hand now that hand may not be a sean miles hand i don't think it is it's definitely very it looks feminine 
Are you talking the bloody hand or the hand that grabbed? The hand that's grabbing her. Oh, the hand that grabbed. Could easily be Rand's hand. That's what I thought. Which would definitely point to it being Lanfear. I really hope it is that, like, flick of the wrist that the hand does, the drama. Like, I want Lanfear to have her hot girl dramatic moments so badly. She is definitely the goth emo girl that skulks around and dramatic poses. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good drama queen. This is definitely Lanfear's carry moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't know what else it could be. Um, I haven't seen any other speculation on it being anybody but Lanfear. I, maybe, maybe it's some nightmare that Ashawn Mile is giving Rand, but I think that's pretty unlikely. Yeah, I think I think we're we definitely have a bat theme on his nightmares, unless we're gonna change that for season two. Season one was bats, season two is bloody women. I don't think it could be a nightmare for Rand at least, because I don't think he would willingly take the bloody hand like that. So that's just my opinion on it. He could very well, you know, but without Rand, it just seems like oh, I've been waiting for you, kind of. It just feels like Landmere. Yeah, it does. It really does. Going back to the Shanchan, we see a high lady with the fingernails. It seems to be her two middle fingers. That was her index and middle, I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, ring and it's, I'm looking at the pic. Oh, no, it is the index. Index and middle finger. Yeah. Do we think this is Saros? Yes. I think, I think it is, yeah. I think so. Like, I don't think they bring Tuan in that early. I can't think of anybody. It has to be Saros. It also doesn't look like Tuan. It doesn't look like Tuan at all. There is somebody who could maybe be Tuan in one of the shots of the sneak peek. Uh, it's actually in that shot we were looking at earlier. You you think it's with... the Damani? No, because it's not a Damani. It is a very dark-skinned woman with like completely shaved hair, except that her hair is all white. I don't think that's not a Damani. It doesn't look like the Damani costume. Uh, I think it's a, I, I don't actually think it is Tuan. Um, I think it's one of their servants because their servants are like wear all white. That's like they have like the very see-through clothing. But if we were going to get Tuan in season two, that could be a shot of her. I don't think they're going to bring her in in season two though. I think that that would be a wildly too early introduction for her. Uh, it's at like 34 before it zooms in on Uno. You see that? Oh, you're talking about her. I mean, she's yeah. got a thing over her mouth. That's the Domini. Yeah, that's the Domani. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that it's the. She doesn't have the collar though. It's hard to tell at this angle. And she could be wearing something over it. You know? I think she's a servant. Oh, is it the? Oh wait. I think it's a. I think it's a nose ring thing. Is she the truth speaker that Tuan posed as? Could be a truth speaker for sure. That's, that's interesting. Definitely could be a truth speaker. Tuan posed as somebody who she wasn't for a while. Was it a truth speaker or was it something else? I think it was a truth speaker. So maybe it is Tuan. That would be amazing. My favorite, my problematic fave. If we get my problematic fave in season two, I will lose my mind. <laughs> I love, love Tuan so much, but God, she's a, a menace. <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about her. She's not in book. I know, I know. So, like, I don't actually think we are getting Tuan, but I saw her and I was like, hey, if we, if we are, there she is. Oh, that was a dom- Domine, because didn't they have something over their mouth? They, they did. So I think that that's not something over her mouth. I think that's actually a nose ring with, like, some dangly bits hanging down. But she's not wearing a collar, and the collars are very distinctive. 
Yeah, we've got a picture of the uh, Demone from season at the end of season one, basically. So we know how they look. Right, right. Oh, no, I'm looking at it closer, and that may not even be over her mouth. That might be something in the background. Could be that, too. I just blew it up really big. I was like, maybe there's something, because it's sticking out under her chin, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or her, like her neck and chin. Yeah. I think it's a weird... So I think maybe a tree. I think it's a nose ring. That's hanging yeah, I think down there's a nose ring, and then there's a tree branch behind her that's sort of blending in with the nose ring. Wouldn't yeah. that be something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're really over in. That is, that is what is going to happen with this sneak peek. They knew. They knew. Well, Rafe even said it. He said that tomorrow there will be a thousand people ever analyzing every second. Yep. Yep. He's not wrong. <laughs> I still think it's something over her mouth. Mm. We'll see. We'll, we'll have see. to see. Yeah. We'll watch and find out. <laughs> yeah. Those fingernails are creepy. They're so creepy. They made them so long, and I'm really glad that they secured them. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's, that's how I always imagined them. They always said two long nails, and I imagined, like, very long. I was going to assume they'd be curled, because I've always seen, like, when your nails get that long, they curl. But Yeah, they'll curl down. I imagine that these are fake nails, probably. That would take years to grow out. Yeah. The manicure on that high lady, on high lady Saras, for the rest of her hands, looks real great. Whoever's doing her nails, good job. Like, she's like a perfect French tip. I love nails and makeup and hair. So anytime that I see that, I'm like... You, you've got more knowledge on that than I do. <laughs> These definitely look like fake nails. And that could just be a costuming thing, that they were like, we're not going to make our actors grow their nails out ridiculously long. But they definitely look like fake nails. I still can't get over this ridiculous mask. I love the mask. It's so spooky. It's like, I'm too good for you to look at me. She doesn't let anybody look at her when you know, mm-hmm. anybody's present face down to the floor, unless you're a bodyguard. It just sort of reinforces yeah. it. And it's it's very it's very alien-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they've done a really good job with the costuming in terms of making it look very alien, very, like, foreign. Insect. Insect-like. Yeah. Described in the books as insect-like. Yeah. Especially with those wings in the back. It looks very cool. I'm, I am here for all of the Sean Chan aesthetics. Yeah. I do like that they redesigned the Sean Chan uh, emblem a little bit. Oh yeah. But a little bit later, you can see it hanging on the hanging on the walls. As I guess they're defending a point. I was like, "What nation is that?" So I pulled up all of the emblems of all of the nations, and it was the Sean Chan. And they they redesigned it to look a, li- a little bit tighter than how it looked in the book. But it looks relatively the same. Is it at forty three? Forty three, yeah. Um, the other interesting thing that's at 43 is we see another person with long nails. I'm thinking that's Turok. Um, he's in the middle being defended by a couple of people, by Death Watch guards, I'm assuming. They're also wearing a mask. It yeah. looks like. Uh, I don't have HD. I, I don't I don't know if this thing is HD video or not, but it, it's just like the background is just, just blurry enough that it's hard to tell, but I'm pretty sure they are wearing a mask. Well, the image is just blurry. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a fast moving image. So if you make it, so if you pause it, it's tough to see. But. Yeah, each each of these images are you know a fraction of a second, so we don't even get a full. But this this right here is I think outside of the previous scene with them having Uno on his knees, this is the first like good shot of the Sean Chan armor that we get from the front. We get to see it all. Those helmets are creepy. They're so creepy. They look like bug carapaces. 
Oh, I see the nails now. I was looking at the person in the back, which I think is a soldan, maybe. Yeah, soldan. Yeah, no. It, you want the you want the person that's in between the two people in the front. Yeah, all the guy in the middle. I see it now. That's even blurrier than the other yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. And he he looks like you know because we know who's playing Turok. That looks like that actor. So yeah, you know what? That would that would make a lot of sense because we know that he's also a blade master. Mm-hmm. So he would be probably up front defending like that. Although how he's using a blade with those nails, teach me your ways, High Lord Tarak. Unless it's unless unless he's using a claw weapon of some kind. Yeah, could be. But yeah, because he's not he's not wearing a helmet like the other ones are. You can clearly see. It looks like he has something that comes up in front of it, like a little black triangle that comes up in front of his mouth. I can't tell if that's something over his mouth or if it's a beard. A beard. Or if it might be something just to the side where perspective looks funny on it. Yeah, I kind of think that's a beard. Uh, I think it's just his collar. And then his face is really blurry because of the motion. Yeah. Looks great, though. I wonder where this is because it's very deserty looking. My guess is this is Falma and this is outside after they've taken the city. Or it could be even like, um, I can't remember if Falma has like a palace or like the city center. Kinda not really. I don't think they ever described it as a, like, like a big spiraling castle. Because mm-hmm. it's a port town. True, true. This could be. I, I think this is Falma. This, yeah, this could be on the way into Falma. What is the emblems on those those flags? Those are the ones you're talking about, or the Shangchan? Yeah, that's the Shangchan. Okay, and they don't waste time setting up, do they? They came in. They were like, "This is our city now. This is our world. And you're living in it." Everybody from the Westlands. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, that's the whole crux of it is they come back going, you know, we're back to take what is rightfully ours. You will swear fealty and you're good to go about your day. Just hold yourself to these own. Why do you guys think they kidnap or they're trying to kidnap Loyal if that's who has him in ropes? If it is the Sean Chan, this is more of a later book kind of thing. So can't really extrapolate too much on that. But I have theory on it. But if we're sticking to the first three books, I don't have theory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, other than they just rounded up anybody who would refuse to swear the oaths. Any and all, because what we know about Sean Chan later on in the series would make this scene seem odd. Yeah, agreed. There's a there's a, a particular thing to do with Sean Chan culture and Ogier in particular. If you don't know what we're talking about, again, read and find out. Um, but I I I also found this very strange because of that. So I'm wondering if maybe it's not the Sean Chan, maybe the white cloaks. Is he tied up or is he wearing a harness? He has a rope around his neck. It's like it's around his neck and it comes out from under his armpit. Right, but that could be him hauling something with by a harness. Like it's around his shoulder and he's hauling it. So I'm not sure if he's tied up. He looks like he's... Yeah. I'm going to watch the thing real quick. He looks angry, but I don't know that that, that could just be effort. Like, yeah, effort. That's what that's what I was thinking. It's hard to tell. They, they want you to get that visceral reaction of, oh no, loyal trouble. Save our baby boy. <laughs> it worked. But it could, he could just be using his strength to haul something and it's like... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that could be because he is, yeah, he is doing like a that. Because that's not, it's, if he's tied up, that's not holding him. It's very loosely around his shoulder. Yep. You know what's very odd is I, I, I let the trailer continue playing and then we have Moraine crying. Mm-hmm. Looks like she's sitting in a tub with her knees up to her neck. I think that's her and Carrie very, very early in the season. 
dealing with the loss of being um, shielded from the one power and feeling very human about it. That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, Moirin's definitely going through it in this trailer. I don't think there's a single point in this trailer where she seems happy or at all at peace. She's yelling at Lan. She's in the bath crying. She's looking scared with a knife. Just Moirin's bad day continues. Although I don't think she's the one having the worst time in this trailer. I can think of one person more. I was just about to bring that one up. Should we t- Should we talk about my poor precious baby angel? Mm-hmm. Oh no. This picture of Elaine in 51 seconds. Broke my heart. She is very definitely wearing a collar. She has been shackled. Yep. And this is the moment that Rafe referenced in the panel. So, spoilers, but I'm pretty sure that is a collar around her from the Shanchan, and she has been collared as a domine. That is exactly what the domine collars look like. Looks like they don't have the mouth guard over her. Um, no, I would imagine that comes later. Yeah. Over, once, they, once they break her spirit. Mm-hmm. It looks like the dress that she's wearing is this Domine dress as well. My guess is this is after she's been captured for a little bit and is trying to break free and can't and is like screaming in rage. Yeah, I don't think this is right after she got kidnapped. But she's all bloody and everything too. I mean, well, she's got blood on her face and stuff, so. Yeah. I mean, she could have been beaten. Yeah, she could have been beaten. That's true. With the one power. Yeah, that, uh, that split second broke my heart. That episode is going to be very tough to watch. The way they have her scream, like, last the rest of the trailer, basically. Yeah, I think they talked on the panel about how everyone in the season, people are off on their own journeys. We're diving more into their characters, um, which is great. But no one is having a good time. None of our main characters are having a good time this season, which is, you know, kind of true to the books. Unfortunately, this is where things... This is the first turn towards things being really tough for our heroes. Hopefully, at least Elaine is having a good time at some point, because she's Elaine. I feel like if anyone's having a good time, it's her. <laughs> is there anything else kind of sticks out in the trailer that either of you want to talk about? Um, uh, two things for me. Two things. First, Nynaeve's practicing with the warders. I think it's very interesting. That was another thing I screened. Yeah, at first I thought it was just a uh, like a, a battle going on, and then you, if you look at the you know the background, you realize that she is at the White Tower. That's based. Well, it looks based on the architecture. It looks like she might be at the White Tower. Yes, yeah, still doesn't necessarily mean that she's practicing. They could have sped up the timeline a little on something. I think she's practicing. So I have a couple of theories for why Nynaeve is practicing with a sword. Um, my, so she can't hear the wind anymore. She has her block now. Um, and she's, but she doesn't want to be useless because she's naive. And so she's like, let me train with a sword. She also bonded with the warders much more closely than she did any of the Aes Sedai in season one. Um, and so it makes sense for her to seek solace with them, especially as Egwene is like leaning more into being an Aes Sedai and a novice. Um, also, what better way to flirt with your boyfriend, who is blade master and also a warder, than to learn the sword while he's off on his adventure with his Aes Sedai, and then come back and be like, we could spar together, baby. <laughs> um, so, which is a very superficial way of looking at it. I think it's probably the first thing I said first, but you know, on some level. I more or less agree with you, because if you look, I mean, she's very, her, her clothes are clean, because we see most people in the trailer are fighting the Sean Chan. Like, that seems to be the, the majority of the trailer. But she's clean, she's fighting, you know, 
you can see in the background it's the White Tower. You can also see a bunch of training equipment in the background too, like racks of sword, targets for bow and arrow, and stuff like that. I'm confident this is her training. She could even be training with Alana's warders. One of them kind of looks like I can't remember his name. The warder who's played by Rafe's husband or partner. I these look like her warders to me. Owen and Yvonne. Yeah, I think. I think Yvonne is the blonde one. And fun fact, that is Rafe's partner. That is the showrunner's partner playing that warder. Didn't know that. Look at that. I did not know that. I follow him and Rafe on Instagram, um, and I love watching their adventures together. They're very cute. Also, pretty sure we see Nynaeve's accepted test a little bit in here. That's got to be the dreamy field that we see. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was I was thinking about that, and I was trying to place that when I watched it. Mm-hmm. I took a screenshot of it because I wasn't I'm like, is that 90 without a braid? It also looks like a lot of VFX. It's one of the few scenes in this trailer that looks very surreal and ethereal, which makes me think that it's probably her task through the arches. We also see Swan, which is great. I'm glad we're going to get more Swan. Love her. We know in the book that she travels out there to see... Or no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm mixing Aries up. She traveled north to meet with Rand originally for the Great Hunt, but things are getting shuffled, so she'll probably go elsewhere. Maybe she goes to Carehan to fetch Moiraine and is like, get back, I need you, which would be an honoring of the oath. Maybe we get a scene, maybe for some reason Elida is in Carehan, and we get a Swan Elida moment. That would be fun. I'm just excited to see Swan again. Also looking incredible. Like, the costume team really went off this season. Yeah, and with those two other unknown actors that have been announced, one of them could be Elida. Natasha O'Keefe is my personal theory for who's going to play Lanfear, and I can't remember the name of the other actress, but she's my theory for who's going to play Varen. But we are also confirmed that, you know, we saw Elaine, and then earlier this year we got confirmed on Avienda is going to be in this season. She appears roughly two-thirds of the way through book three. Rape confirmed that this goes through the end of um, Dragon Reborn. Right. And then the other thing I want to talk about, which I swear I will be respectful of, is Rand being tied to a wheel. Just going to fan myself a little bit. I can't <laughs> um, see this. Diana's just kind of, I do I, I do believe I have the vapor. It's a good look for Yosha, okay? Yosha, Yosha did work, and it is evident and it's a good luck but i think this is him being tortured by a shamael in his dreams or in some sort of like alternate space i can't think of any reason why any other reason rand would be tied to a wheel but he is like obsessed he is bound to the wheel of time right exactly and i could see Ishamael forcing him to be physically bound to the wheel in a very literal sense and then being like the only way to stop this is to break the wheel and i think you're right the only other thing I could think of is replacing the box with this, but that's way too early. It's way too early for the box. Yeah, the box is like... Not in book three. Yeah, not, not in, in book, book three. three. <laughs> <laughs> but another one of those things that I think they probably will do semi-verbatim because it's so visceral. You need that. That's one thing that you have to have. It is essential. Like, absolutely essential to Rand's arc. And just essential to the story. It's so cool. Yeah, I think this is Ishamael torturing Rand in his dreams some more. Um which seems like we're going to get a lot of this season. Um, so maybe even, like, maybe Lanfear could even offer Rand a, like, balm in his dreams or some sort of, like, safe space in his dreams. Safe space, in quotes, because it's Lanfear. Um, but that would be very in character for her to try and, like, tempt him. Basically, her and Ashamayel play good cop, bad cop, and she tempts him and tries to be like, but lose Theron. Come to my side. I'm so kind to you. And look at Shamael's being so mean to you. But I'll treat you right. I'll protect you. Come here. Yeah. 
Um, I do have to say, I sincerely hope that they never call him just lose again. That is something that they did in episode eight. Drove me bananas. I think I just kind of blocked it out because I always, I don't, you don't say just lose. You say lose Theron. It's lose Theron. Or lose Theron Telemon. Yeah, Ishamiel calls him lose at one point in episode eight. And I, like, my skin curled. Please never again. If it's from Ishamiel, it, it, I get the track. Yeah. You know, then 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 later then later we get the very awful pun. What are you? A loser. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> but from Ishamayo, he would be purposely leaving out his second name True. because he doesn't respect him. True. Not at all. So why do I feel like he did that in the book, but maybe I'm just maybe not. If he did, I don't remember it because everybody always says lose there and or lose there in Telemon. I don't think he ever does it in the book. He probably didn't. If he does it ever, 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 it's in the prologue. And I don't think he does. Pretty sure he never. Pretty sure he. You're, either you're gonna make me Luz go Theron. grab my book. Yeah. Pretty sure he either calls him Loose Theron or um, Kinslayer. I think he always. Yeah, I think he always called him Loose Theron because you know he's also insane. Yeah. There is one more thing at 52 seconds. Is that a fade? That certainly could be. That was the one thing in this trailer. I had no idea what was happening. I'm trying to think if there's anything else it could be. Hmm. It's a very menacing looking blade. Yeah, so that sword is terrifying. It's covered in blood already, too. So mm -hmm. It could maybe be the fade that's with Pat and Fane. Shadow Haran? No, Shadow Haran is comes later. That's later. I think because Pat and Fane, he like works with a couple of my draw and a troop of Trollocs for a bit. In the previous preview, we do see the fade nailed to the wall. True, 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 true. I forgot about that. Definitely could be a fade. The fade definitely did not get enough screen time in season one. I think there were three scenes that I can think of off the top of my head of, over the entire course of the eight episodes. Obviously, outside of the one that was chasing him down at the Terran Ferry in Baldara, we saw a couple because they, they showed up with Fane and carried off the horn. And I think... They attacked them at the barn. Yeah. And, uh... and that one we saw barely... Uh, so, Dahl, you had mentioned that you think some of these are the sacking of Tear, and I would love to know. You know, the slower we slow it down, the more I see. I think I just, because it moves so fast. Yeah, I see a, a lot of the fighting scenes are Sean Chan, so I don't think it's yeah. uh, Tear specifically. When it was moving so fast, mm -hmm. I think I just, some of them didn't look as Sean Chan, but like one of them was the, the one outside the castle that we saw. I, I think a lot of this is the the battle at Balm, because we see the white folks also charging in. I think a lot of this is also probably early season. Like, I would say, so we're getting eight episodes again. I could see this being all the way through episode five. Yeah, because we're going to need a significant amount of time to cover Tyr. When I say significant, maybe two episodes. Yeah, because the sacking of Tyr is like that. It's very yeah. fast. I think this is probably all early season stuff. Also, in terms of production and what they have available, would make a lot more sense that they've they've done all of the post production on on episodes like you'll say one through four. Plus, with the Sean Chan, like the big reveal at the end of season one being the Sean Chan, they want to they probably want, are going to focus their marketing on that at least in the beginning and kind of bury. In, in the same way that they buried the Eye of the World and the Dragon Reborn reveal for season one, I think they're probably going to bury Tear a little bit. Yeah, that would that would make a lot of sense because, you know, book two and three are pretty much all about Sean Chan. And then, you know, we don't see them again for a bit. Do 
There is one scene here, get 49 seconds, where we see Uno fighting, but having seen him earlier kneeling in front of the Shanchan. Pausing it at 48, that's a Shanchan. I think it was just that when it was moving faster, it's a lot more visually confusing. And this looked more like inside of a, the Stone of Tear, but I think you're right. I think that's just outside at full and it's just darker. This also could be where, like, because we see Uno kidnapped in the, or captured in the beginning, this could be where they get captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, this also could be like they it's a, it's dark they wrap they like try to throw some sort of like harness thing on loyal to pin him down yeah because ogi are great fighters i would not be surprised if all of this came from only two episodes yeah agreed agreed this very easily could be the bulk like the majority of these shots could easily be from like episodes two and three or three and four um so, especially because there's so much Shan Chan in this sneak peek. I was like, okay, so <laughs> we're getting our favorite, least favorite bug people, <laughs> our southern bug people, <laughs> in so much of this season. So, in, in, in the vein of that, do we want to talk about why we think they didn't reveal release date? Yes. So, I went back, did a deep dive through Wheel of Time's Instagram for their marketing for season one. And we first got confirmation that it was coming out in 2021, in June of 2021. Then we got November of 2021 in July. Uh, And then it's not until September that we got the first full trailer. It wasn't until October 7th that they dropped that the premiere date was November 19th. This is very consistent with how other uh, companies drop their release dates. I am also a His Dark Materials fan, and His Dark Materials just dropped their season three trailer and their season three release date, which is December 5th. That was also at Comic-Con. Yeah, they dropped it at Comic-Con. It's December 5th, which is approximately two months, or really was exactly two months from when they dropped it. So I know people are chomping at the bit to know when we are getting a season two. We all are too. We are all there with you. I just want to remind people of what the marketing looked like last time so that people don't freak out that we don't have a release date right now. It is too early for us to even know a release month based on the marketing that they had done previously. We've got an unofficial confirmation of 2023. Natasha O'Keefe in one of her interviews said, I'm in season two of Wheel of Time, which is coming out in 2023. That's the unofficial confirmation we've gotten. I have a feeling we will get quote unquote official confirmation of next year sometime around December or maybe even when Rings of Power ends. I would expect us to get confirmation late 2022, early 2023 of a release year, then likely a month to two months out a release month, and then roughly a month out a release date. So don't freak out, fans. It's coming. We know they're working on it. Rafe clearly wants to give us as much as possible, but he has to stick with Amazon's marketing campaign and marketing strategy. Just know it may be a while. We may still be three to four months out from any sort of date whatsoever. But that's all we have to say on the sneak peek. If you have questions or comments for us about this episode or any others, you can send them to producer.tvt at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Or you can join us on the site and respond in our Tarvalon Talks thread in general. We'd love to hear from you there too. We can't wait to talk more things Wheel of Time um, in our next episode and uh, in future episodes we will be covering more show news as well as it comes out. Until then, 